Hey, this is Craig Wade and Brian Allen Delaney from B Movies and Ebooks, a podcast about cult and horror films and genre fiction. You can catch new episodes on iTunes and Stitcher every Wednesday, or you can watch us live on Blab.im Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central. B Movies and Ebooks. We bleed fiction. The following podcast is a B and E Network exclusive. Hey guys, it's Mel uh, coming to you from the Upstart headquarters. Um, we're going to try and start doing a video component to the Barely Living the Dream, uh, the podcast, uh, just because I know, so I have a YouTube channel and there's some stuff on it, but I've been kind of letting it, you know, go fallow. <laughs> um, but as of the release of this, uh, for those of you that have seen the Game Face video, you know, they're hosting it on my channel, so it's probably going to get a lot of traffic. And that spurred me to get to thinking, oh, well, maybe I need to, you know, put some more content on there. And uh, I think it would be fun, since there's such a visual aspect to what we do, uh, to maybe try to throw some, you know, some extra stuff, some extra visual stuff in along with the podcast. Because we're going to try to do them on a, start doing them on a regular basis, especially now that both myself and Brittany have films in active pre-about-to-be-actual production. Brittany, I think, goes in June to shoot something to start, and then we have, we're shooting in July for my thing. Um, and then uh, the Imago stuff is actually coming home to roost. I just want to make sure that you can't see the new poster above the... It's right there. It's right here. Uh, but I can't give it away just yet, but there's definitely um, some news to come on that. Speaking of the Game Face video, that's what this is. I figured I'd pull this project up, but uh, this this is the edit of the thing that is now hopefully available all over. I'm super proud of it. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands. Uh, it's my daughter's screen debut. Uh, features my wife and a good, a good friend of mine, Bobby, and then a lot of other people that I like. So it was a very fun project. I was stoked to do it for Jeff and the guys. Um, hopefully you've checked it out and enjoy it I really do like the song as well so uh, by the time this comes out it should be live anyway sidetrack back to uh, the new poster which Jeff actually did so everything's full circle uh, if you go back and re listen to his podcast that we did with him around when I did those videos for a solo project you'll remember that he does movie posters for a living so he did a solid for the new poster for the movie formerly known as Imago which hopefully we'll be able to tell you what the new title is um, because we are going to do the final mix on it in the next couple weeks we finally got the call from our uh, audio engineer so that's good to go that's pretty much the last thing we're waiting on um, so yeah hopefully we'll have some news on that soon I'm in the pre-planning of maybe doing some sort of a cast and crew screening for that planning around the shoot we're doing in July because a lot of the people involved in that will be here for the shoot so it'd be great to like kill two birds with one stone I, I think we're actually killing three birds with one stone because I'm doing that reading of Fade to Black that if you listen to the podcast you'll know what I'm talking about uh, at any rate um, hopefully there'll be more of these going up I hope to do some this is an idea I've had for a while but just like little sort of vignette 
I don't know if you want to call them tutorials or whatever, but kind of just walkthroughs of the stuff that I do when I edit or whatever, or uh, my best practices, which aren't necessarily the best practices, but the way I go about doing stuff. Uh, I did one for, I actually did some stuff for a video that I did uh, a few months ago, but I never put it up because the video hasn't come out yet, which we mentioned on the last podcast. But that one was interesting because it had a lot of visual effects and things like that. We're definitely going to have some cool stuff in regards to the stuff, the things we had to do for the movie formerly known as Imago. Uh, that's been an interesting journey, but I really love what it's become, uh, you know, a decade later. Uh, but there's a lot to talk about there. But anyway, at any rate, uh, hopefully enjoy the uh, video component of the podcast this is the first episode that we're putting up like that the video will go up today uh subscribe if you dig it and more will be going up soon um this video does cut off before the very end of the podcast uh just because i hadn't dumped all my cards yet so these filled up um rookie mistake i know but it's been a busy weekend um if you want to hear the entirety of the podcast that will go up on all the usual places on monday So, you know, subscribe there, rate, review, all the usual stuff. Uh, This podcast, it's myself, uh, my assistant Caitlin, and Brittany, and we just kind of rehash some stuff. I just came back from Texas Frightmare Weekend, hanging out with Lisa. Uh, Brittany's been doing some work on her documentary, so we kind of just hit all those moments. And, of course, I have things that are screwed up in my head. So I talk a lot about that and get it out there and make myself feel better um but yeah more of this to come bear with the uh bear with the rough nature of the first video podcast we're just kind of i basically put the camera on a lazy susan and we're spinning it around uh, that 70s show style um just because on top of everything else i don't have time to really do cuts together uh multiple cameras i don't have a switcher here yet so it'll evolve as time moves as you know time goes on uh, and as i continue to teach Caitlin how to use Premiere. Maybe she can start cutting some of these together. At any rate, hope you enjoy it, and see you next time. Alright everybody, welcome to two timely podcasts in a row. Can you believe it? Uh, Welcome to another edition of Barely Living the Dream. Uh, It's me again, Mel House. Joining me once again are... Uh, Brittany Miles. Hello. And Caitlin Bauer, or Hi. Ass- Assistant Caitlin, as you sign all your emails. <laughs> like, it sounds like you're the, uh, like there is a president, like a Caitlin that is a president, mm-hmm. and you're the Assistant Caitlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you'll be promoted to full, full-fledged full Caitlin. That's our other, other side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, oh, we've got video now. So look, these are, so that Brittany. Yes, me. And Caitlin. <laughs> Back to me. At some point, I'll, I'll motorize or put a remote on that and make it go faster. Um, you know what? I was also thinking we could like hang it from the ceiling on a rope and cool. just swing it back and forth. <laughs> That'd be seasick. Yeah. I think. So um, I guess a lo- well, it feels like a lot has happened since we've recorded. Like a lot. A lot of non-tangible things. Like I feel like we're, I'm like rushing headlong into making this movie now, which I've sounded, you know, I know I the last time I talked about, it, I was bound and determined to do it, but now it's like become real. <laughs> like I have Caitlin looking at flights and you know 
about to start booking them for people and getting people's schedules and all that. Um, we're trying to move forward. Well, you were already moving forward on your documentary, Brittany, but we're like taking real steps on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's different so, when, you know, papers start getting printed and all that. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, when uh, paperwork starts happening. So, um, this is your reaction yeah. shot. <laughs> Um, the only thing really, other than that, what, what got weird? Does the sound sound weird to you guys? No. No? Okay, I'll trust you. I think my, oh, I know what happened. I've got this janky, uh, headphone thing over here. Um, the only, I guess, additional thing that happened was, uh, Melanie and I went to Texas Frightmare Weekend over the weekend. Nice, how was that? Uh, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. That's why I wanted to record a podcast, because I was like, I need to get some stuff out in the open I mean it's nothing big it's all shit that's in my head of course like most everything is I talk about on this podcast but it was weird like it was fun we had fun we got to hang out with Lisa a lot which was really the main reason I was going um get to see Robert a little bit and Lance a little bit but it was so busy for everybody that there was no real it was barely we could barely hang out with Lisa really um just because all the nightmare people were there, and whenever it's a show like that, like her, the line at her table is constant. Yeah. You know, like there's no jumping in. To, so like I could bring her food or whatever. We had dinner with her, and then maybe talk to her for maybe five minutes the next day, and that was it. So that was okay. But then everything else was like, I realized pretty quickly how for I feel like I've I've had like a horror lobotomy in some weird ways, <laughs> like a lot of the love for that stuff. Or not really that stuff, more like the culture has been kind of burned out of me because yeah. I've just been so, I've become so jaded or, or, or raw to a lot of it that I'm just like, I, I don't really care. Like, I didn't want to go set into panels, you know, I didn't want to go. Yeah. Really, I was just, after talking to Lisa, really, we were just there to hang out with our friend, honestly. And then once that was done, would have been fun to just kind of walk around and browse, but it was so busy, even on Friday, so packed. Like, even worse than that year you were there, mm-hmm. that it that wasn't even fun. Because it was, like, yeah. you know, bottlenecked. And the way they had the lines, and the, as many people were in lines, like, the lines were in the same room. So that would kind of bring bring the space down even more. Oh, yeah. It was just tough to get in. And I'm not talking shit about the show, Lloyd, if you hear this. <laughs> um, I'm happy for him, but it just really like there was nothing left for me to do i was like oh okay well yeah so it, it and then the usual stuff like people getting accolades for bullshit or, yeah you know there were weird i don't want to call anybody out because this is there's stuff that may evolve in a good way from this but i just got weird vibes from people that on actually one one person that I've from the beginning pre closet space that I've known acted like I didn't even exist you know didn't mm-hmm. even say hi no head nod or anything kind of weird um, and then uh, when th- there was another person I was talking to and the people with them kind of like who the fuck is this guy you know it was just a weird kind of like he's not worthy to be talking to us you know what i mean he's one of the unwashed why isn't he on this side of the table kind of deal yeah and it was kind of fucked up yeah you know because obviously that dude was cool with me and we were talking about real stuff you know but um now i feel like i can't talk about what we talked (laughs) about because it's gonna out that situation but 
um, it, it was just a bummer all around because it's again it's another and it's not an ego thing like I don't want anybody to come up and go oh Mr. House oh my god you're a genius or whatever but like the way that stuff makes me feel it's like all the work was for nothing you know yeah. what I mean like like I because they're you know bowing at the feet of people that have done less you know but I'm like I made fucking five movies you know right like that that got out there, you know, that people do like, like the flip side, the weird flip side of that is that probably 10 or so people approached me and were as fans, you know, like wanted Mm -hmm. pictures and shit, which is always weird because my initial reaction is, Oh, this is a friend of mine that I kind of forgot or, you know, because that happens a lot. But then it becomes clear that they're a fan of the movies and they're like, Oh shit. And they're like, Hey man, you sell anything? You have a table? I'm like, no, I'm just walking around as a nerd, just like you today, you know? So I'm getting, I get those reactions. They're scattered, but I mean, obviously that that shit that I made means something to somebody, right? You know, but then it's not enough for like the fucking gatekeepers that are, yeah, that are on the watch right now. Um, so well, that's always frustrating, though, because um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I've had that question: Is there a time that you eventually will like? not you personally, but Mm -hmm. just universal you, as you kind of get past that whole, like, political realm of, you know, accolades that are given out, uh, things like that, and it it seems like it always just sort of digs at any person who actually produced something that was really good and that just wasn't recognized. Yeah. So, I don't know, it's just an interesting... Thought. Like that's one of those things that you just don't get over. So I can yeah. imagine it's just hard to continuously see that over and over. Right, and, and it's it's it it's like it makes it harder when it's such it's oh hey hey guys sorry <laughs> it makes it so much harder when we're trying to make something and it's just such a struggle. You know, it's like we have to move mountains to get shit going, and then on top of that, the stuff that you made people don't care about, but those people can easily just, you know, snap their fingers and get something made or get, you know, $500,000 to go fuck off and yeah. waste half of it. And, um, you know, it's just everything together makes it real tough. Anything, just anything, any of that stuff by itself would be hard enough. But when it sort of starts to layer like that, it's like, uh, I always think about, uh, the Tim Burton Batman, you know how they figure it's the Smilex kills people. Mm-hmm. Like he's poisoned all the cosmetic products, but it's not just lipstick. It's like when you use lipstick with with blush, with concealer, then that's when it kills you. You know, it's it's the deadly combination. But yeah, it's the whole the whole time it was. Just, I was kind of like, oh, this is fun because we we were having fun. It was nice just to do something and not have to worry about money really. Um, thank goodness that aspect was in there because probably throw myself out of the hotel because there was a year that we went and it was kind of like that and I was broke I think it was when I was working at the pizza place so like Melanie had to pay for it it was just stressful you know yeah. what I mean but we were like trying to force ourselves to do something and it was brutal but you know this year we didn't have to worry about that but so we could still enjoy it to a degree but very quickly I think it was uh Saturday Saturday afternoon, Melanie was like, hey, uh, I'm ready to go whenever you are. I'm pretty much over. And I was like, you know what? That sounds, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, that's why I was asking if you're still, you were still meeting up with the guy you were going to edit with because yeah. we were coming home. 
Um, but it enabled me to sit here and work on stuff for the, the play stuff that we shot and catch up. We got home, you know, so it actually turned out to be kind of a perfect weekend, except for all the weird mental bullshit, you know, that yeah. I was dealing with all the way home and it was sort of eating at me, you know, that I'm still dealing with. But, you know, what can I, what can I do about that other than just keep forging forward and try to make my own stuff, which fortunately is not horror. So I don't have to worry about dealing with those people if I right. want to. Uh, unfortunately in the oh almost said it almost said it <laughs> unfortunately the movie formerly formerly known as Imago I'm getting cocky because I think we might have closed the deal at this show <laughs> so I, I feel like I can almost say it but um, that the that that process stresses me out because I feel like we're going to have to do that those laps again you know where we go to a show and you know it falls on deaf ears while some fucking stupid movie over here is you know people are falling over themselves to watch I don't know it's uh it's a roller coaster yeah Brittany and Caitlin it's yes. a roller coaster <laughs> I know so what do you think Caitlin I'm gonna turn the camera towards you Hi. <laughs> give us give us your uh hopefully sunny disposition outlook on all this make me feel better about myself that's <laughs> um, what I'm really asking well, from an actress's viewpoint, I'm always going out and auditioning and not getting parts. And like you were saying earlier, sometimes I feel like the people that got the leads aren't as strong and I have to deal with that. But I think that everything happens for a reason. And just because you don't get something off the ground or you're not getting enough recognition as you deserve doesn't mean you won't ever. And I think because you actually work hard on the stuff you do and you care about it, you respect it, you respect the people you work with, you're going to go farther than the people that just bullshit around. They're like, hey, we have money, let's just make things. And then people are like, cool. But I think your stuff actually means something, if that makes sense. And it's good. Like, I've read your scripts. I'm not trying to kiss your butt, but <laughs> I think it's actually good. And you do really care about everything. You put everything into your work. And I see it. I see you stressing out about it. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in the long run, you're going to be just fine. I hope so, because time's running out. <laughs> You're not TikTok. that old. <laughs> I'm not, but, you know, like, I've I had that scare in Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, you just yeah. never know. Fucking John Singleton just died at 51. Probably for the same reasons. And he was making big movies, you know? Wow. He's got the black man, high blood pressure, high stress curse, you know, <laughs> that I have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but then, you know, like, on the flip side, I think about how... I think I may have brought this, brought this up a lot because it makes me feel better. But like Wes Craven, I think was 44, 45 when he did Nightmare on the Street. So mm-hmm. still got time. Yeah. yeah. I could have. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a, there's a saying and I can't think of it. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon, yeah, something like that. It's, it's like, it's everyone finishes their journey, journey, excuse me, in their own time. So. Yeah. Uh, like there's a thing on Facebook like Tina Fey didn't become Tina Fey until she was like I don't know 30 yeah. right yeah. Sam Jackson yeah. same, like he was older than I am now before he even I think did those trauma movies so um, but yeah you know I just it's frustrating because I feel like half of that time if if not more I've been putting I've put into that and feel like doesn't count for anything you know like I said so I'm like what what about those years? You know what I mean? But like you said, there are people out there that care about your stuff and really like yeah. it. So yeah, and that, that doesn't make me feel... Like, I I wish he'd put the picture up already because I was going to make it the um, the thumbnail for this. He might, by the time 
I put this up, but I got there was a guy that's been his name's Scott Hall. He he listens to podcasts, but he's been a very supportive fan for since Closet Space. Hi Scott. Hi Scott, you rule. <laughs> and uh, I was <clears throat> pretty much when we were moving from the um, the post Harvey storage unit into the new one. I was going through everything and, and realized I still had a bunch of the um, prosthetic pieces from uh, Walking Distance, aka Psychic Experiment, and I just I, I had enough. They're like kind of flat pieces, and I was like, man, it'd be cool to like do a piece of this, but I don't have any place to put it up in my place. And the weird thing is, I don't I don't know if I want to look at that all the time, just because it just reminds me of all this shit that I was just bitching about, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point down the road, maybe. But when I see that poster, even all I can think about is the bad stuff, and the fights and the struggles and the friendships that are no longer and things like that. And there's no. It's like that's the hole that's been dug, but there's there's no like positive that I can think of to fill the hole back up. <laughs> you know, like yeah. except for probably some a bunch of dvds in the back of a walmart somewhere that didn't sell you know what i mean so and whether that's true or not that's what i see when i see that stuff so i was like you know what it'd be cool to give this again he's like a collector guy like he's got you know like a godzilla room and his desk at work is just covered with monster you know like toys and stuff so so i just knew that he'd be the type of person to appreciate something like this and so I was like, it'd be cool if I put something together and uh, like made a like a shadow box kind of deal and uh, gave it to him. Because just like I said, he's been supportive. Every time we've done a Kickstarter or whatever, even though they've never mm-hmm. worked out, he's always been the first guy to throw in or awesome. repost something or, you know, just support, get on board. And I, in the past, I've done like big pieces like that because when we did Closet Space, I actually auctioned off... Uh, some of the pieces for the West Memphis three to benefit their trial. So like I, I had, that's kind of like it plugs into this already maker side of me. So I enjoy doing it. It's kind of Zen for me. And then at the end I can get the crap out of my house. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't, you know, then that serves a purpose too. Like I can sort of like wash my hands of it. So anyway, I put this thing together for Scott and, uh, brought it to him. I actually saved the boxes from these posters that got made for us. Cause it, it was that big, you know, and I got one of those big jersey shadow boxes. And I took the... I printed out the Psychic Experiment poster. Or I had a printout of, of it that I think Domingo did. And then I have a... Of course, I still have a bunch of walking distance posters. Again, like just all the crap I have that I've accumulated that I'm doing nothing with. Yeah. <clears throat> so I... Um, well, I, you know what? I have a picture of it. Rather than... Because um, I think he'll probably put up a picture by the time I... Rather than try to describe it, I'll show you. But I kind of, so I'm going to show the, well, you know what? I'll edit it into the video because that'll probably look better. But that's what I did with it. Oh, that's awesome. And you see how it's the walking yeah, distance posters so, are torn yeah. to reveal the psychic oh experiment poster. Because I like the walking distance poster that's better. Really so cool. I only slightly revealed the, the other one, the Lionsgate poster. Oh, that's creepy. No, yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> and then the pieces are all. It's got the screen caps of when they wore the uh, pieces on the in That's the movie. So cool. Yeah, so we gave we gave that to him the first day, and uh, just the look on his face, he was like, "Oh my god!" And, and it was all boxed up, and I had gorilla taped it close mm-hmm. so it wouldn't fly open. I was like, "Okay, so 
do you want it to be a surprise or do you want me to show you a picture of what it looks like? <laughs> and he's like, just show me now. I can't wait. I'm going to open it. You know? So I showed him and he was like, oh man, like you just see this face lit up, you know? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's worth it. Cause it, you know, it didn't cost me much. It's stuff that was just sitting in storage anyway, mm-hmm. you know, but he was super stoked about it. And he, ge- yeah. and he genuinely likes the movie too. So I was like, yeah, here, you take it. This yeah. is bringing you more joy than it would me right now. So <laughs> so occasionally there are glimpses, uh, like l- glimmers of hope, I guess. <laughs> but I spend most of the weekend stress, it, stress eating, if that's what you really want to know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> or avoiding stress eating. Because, like, I, had to, I really had to talk myself out of going to In-N-Out, I think, <laughs> Friday night. Like, we were, I could see it. Yeah. From where we were, and I was like, oh, that God. willpower. Yeah, and I was like, this is a slippery slope. I'm, I'm gonna right really, there with you. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, that was my weekend. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty stressful. Yeah, I was kind of wondering because you seemed like you were, you know, not like you were really excited to go, mm-hmm. and then when you texted me, it kind of I got that vibe that you were like, eh. yeah, I just had to, and I, the thing was like I. Melanie knew what was up, but I I had to like let the steam out because I didn't want to harsh her buzz either because she was into it. You know, she mm-hmm. did. I've been to probably five of those that she hasn't been able to go to because of Reagan. Mm-hmm. You know, things changed after the baby, of course. And uh, so she was really because she does she's not jaded to it or whatever. So well, I was about to say, do you think because of how many times you've gone that that plays a huge part? I guess in. I don't know. I'm like, I guess my question is: Is do you think you're gonna maybe not go in the next couple of years just to kind of refresh? To to be, well, Melanie asked Melanie asked me a similar question, and my answer was: If I'm going, they're going to be paying me to go. Yeah. Okay. Or you know, like mm-hmm. at least get a room or whatever. And that's not frightmare specific. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about that. But just for me to put that out there, put that much energy out there, it needs to be worth it. Yeah. You know. I've already done. I feel like <clears throat> the the band that's been touring in a van for ten years or whatever, and now I'm like, you know what? You're gonna fly me out to do a show. We're gonna rent gear there. You're gonna put yeah. me in a nice hotel. I'm not sleeping on the couch. Yeah. And then you know, <clears throat> I I feel like to a certain degree I've earned it, and also I'm getting old. <laughs> that's not fun. I don't have the energy to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, to a degree. So, yeah, I don't think... I'm not cutting it completely out of my life, but I definitely am going to... needs to be a bigger reason. Yeah, needs to be a bigger reason. I'm not just going to go as a fan. I think that part of me is kind of... I wouldn't say dead, but definitely sleeping for a while. Gotcha. <laughs> and it's... And, I mean, I we're really at home. Like, I don't... I don't really watch horror movies anymore. I haven't in a long time. Minus, obviously, nightmare stuff. Stuff that I love, mm-hmm. I'll pop out occasionally. But even... That's even lessened to a great degree. It's now it's just like YouTube stuff that's informative, like documentary type or, you know, Adam Savage building shit, you know, (laughs) stuff that I don't have any skin in the game. There's no weird subtext to it. I'm not going to see a name in the credits. It's going to piss me off. (laughs) Yeah. Because even, you know, I was fucking watching the Netflix Voltron and there's some asshole in the credits that wrote it. That's part of that Chicago the witchcraft guys mm-hmm. you know and I was like fuck are you kidding me right I tried to choose the one thing that was so far afield of, and I'm like nope yeah. that fucking dude so it's and it, it'll ruin the whole thing for me you know yeah. the only thing that that hasn't that plague hasn't really touched is Marvel stuff 
<clears throat> one, because a couple of people I know that work on them have hooked us up. <clears throat> but there are a couple of sort of asshole connections to a couple of movies. But they're so good, and I love that stuff so much from childhood that it kind of overrides. Yeah. yeah. You know. Look past it. But I, I, I mean, if things keep continuing on the track, I'm sure I'll get to a point where I'm like, no, I can't. You know, if they throw a Thor movie to some idiot, you know, and I could see it happening, you know what I mean? It's not that far beyond reason, you know, to see how some of these things go. Yeah. You know, and that'll be a bummer. That'll be a real bummer, but who knows? Well, no, I can't do anything about it. I just hope he wastes a lot of their money. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, you know, Saturday, right? What was funny uh, is that Saturday, right, Saturday morning, we were, we were in a lift on the way there because I was like, you know, I'm not even going to, we drove, but I'm not, I, it's going to be so busy, I'm not even going to deal with parking because that airport, it just gets all screwed up and you have to wait in line forever to get in a garage. So I was, we're willing to drop the money on a lift, so we're just sitting in the lift on the way, waiting. And, um, and like Greg, the I think the last time we mentioned Imago, I mentioned that we were waiting on the sound mix, excuse me, and that Greg was busy because it was pilot season. Well, I hadn't heard from him. Caitlin called him for me. Uh, one of your jobs as my assistant is to call people I don't want to call. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. Make sure this is working. Anyway, called Greg. Uh, hadn't heard from him. I figured that would happen because he's busy. Pilot season just ended. <clears throat> but he um, he called me back and, and uh, immediately he was just like, hey, I'm done. I'm going to start mixing this week. I'll be done in a week or two. When can you come out? So I was like, oh shit. That was like the last thing. <clears throat> so it's like go time. So that kind of, that lifted my spirits and then all of meanwhile all of this movie stuff has kind of fallen into place which obviously the movie I'm looking forward to shooting that but I'm also trying to do the screening then but the big thing I was waiting on is whether or not the movie would be done now it seems like it is so it's all going to work out and then while I was at Frightmare my other sort of um, uh, thing to do was you know in addition to hanging out with Lisa was to talked to someone specifically that I had I intended to send the movie to first and that person it was the best possible interaction that I could have asked for nice so um, so that all went well and uh, I I have no doubts that it'll find a home you know after we get it done so like all that was positive stuff that I was pulling away from the show and it was it was definitely balancing out like the bad vibes I was feeling. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know I'm glad that I'm glad that all that happened. But still, it was it's still pretty quickly after I got on the floor that day. You know the clouds started coming down. I'm like oh fuck, we just became like, grumbly again. <laughs> but we ran and then it's odd because Greg called me. I had talked to the distributor. Uh, we saw Parrish Friday night. Obviously, we saw Lisa. And then probably right after we... Um, right after we walked... It would have been an hour after we walked in on Saturday. We walked out because we were looking for Lisa because she'd gone out to smoke. And Melanie goes, Oh, the, I don't see Lisa, but there's Natalie. 
And so we ran to Natalie, so it was like Imago reunion kind of. We just rolled yeah. deep. And uh, so, you know, it was kind of, it was like a weird sign. If I believed in anything like that, <laughs> I would count it as a sign that things were going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, I was like, man, is Omar just going to come around the corner, you know? So, you know, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the best weekend, but it wasn't the worst weekend either. Like, yeah. I can't lie and say I was miserable the whole time. There were definitely some cool things that happened. And I, the the main things I was doing, I we accomplished pretty quickly. <clears throat> so I had no problem with leaving early that first night or the second night. Yeah. And eating the hotel. There was a time when I would be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe I'm just wasting money, but it was worth it to me to get out of that situation and get back home and yeah. do other productive things. So. Yeah. I feel like that's a page turned, right? Like I should hope so. Yeah. Or maybe burned. Well, yeah. <laughs> Either way. But just, I feel like when, for me, mentally, when I realized that, like, my best productivity is doing something else that maybe mm-hmm. even I thought I wanted to do, it's just right. kind of nice to have that realization. So, yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it, it absolutely does. And, Caitlin, that is why I've been kind of gung-ho about throwing a lot of this movie pre-production stuff at you. Mm -hmm. Because that's how I'm keeping myself sane. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And also, you know, I want to... Because we're trying to do it in such a condensed period of time and only have specific days where we can do it, I want to make sure it's all going to work. Yeah. So I'm trying to lock these people in. So we'll see how it goes. It'll be fine. I hope I hope so. I hope so. The thing is, like, I feel, as far as that stuff's going, there are small road bumps or whatever, just working out schedules, but it's going so easily so far. So you think there's something wrong? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> when is the other shoe going to drop? Yeah, yeah. And everybody's being so willing to do it, you know, and work with me. I mean, obviously, it's I'm bringing people in that we figured that would be the case. That's why I'm bringing them in, but... Just getting that buy-in from people that I think have no reason to really do it necessarily. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, loyalty is one thing, but they could easily take other jobs at pay more. You know, if they're capable or whatever. But that means a lot. And then there, there are people that I don't want to say who, <laughs> but there are people that easily can make a lot of money that when I asked, I was like, okay, well, what can we make, what can we do to make this worth it for you so that you, and they're like, nothing. Don't pay me one red cent. And I couldn't, I was like, really? They're like, dude, are you kidding me? So, that's nice to hear. So I guess it is all worth something. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's the exchange for putting up with all the BS that happens It's something, you yeah. know, like yeah. this weekend, it, the exchange is that when you are doing something that you really want to do, there's a sense of ease to it because everybody, you know, who's worth their weight know that you're worth your weight and so they're willing to work with you. Yeah. And it's okay to let yourself enjoy that and be happy. <laughs> yeah, I try, but it's... You know, I know. There are times. The only, the only times that I can sort of get out of my head and uh, have moments of... I wouldn't say euphoria, but just like genuine happiness. Yeah. Or it's like when I'm with Reagan and we're just doing something that's just like kid stuff, it doesn't matter. 
uh, when I'm playing guitar, but I've been doing it for a while. Like I've have to sit there for a while and like kind of just forget. And then, out. yeah, <clears throat> and then um, when I'm boxing, hitting when I'm hitting things, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I need to try to enjoy things more often. But you know, when I let my guard down and try to do it, like this weekend, you know, I feel like there's always something that's. I think there's always going to be something. Yeah, there's always always yeah. something. Yeah, I've been learning very recently to just kind of not let stress bother me because I stress out a lot of, uh, excuse me out a lot too about like my career and wanting to progress like you and mm-hmm. put in the acting sense and am I doing enough am I ever going to do enough yeah um, where's my next paycheck and not right now but like money problems for the future and I'm like I just have to not excuse me. not let it bother me because it's whatever is going to happen is going to happen anyway and I don't need to take off years of my life worrying yeah and I just I'm learning to enjoy the little moments in between everything and just like I'm alive I'm healthy I'm happy I have friends who care about me I can enjoy picking up a comic book and reading Batman whenever I want to and things like that and that's helping a lot just taking time out to do things I enjoy too yeah I'll try I take a little different tactic mine I call my office space tactic where I get just super stressed and I really try to get something done and I'm just overly stressed to a breaking point where I just don't care anymore yeah and then somehow it all gets done yeah I did that too but it didn't work for me no it, it usually works pretty well for me but I have to get to that breaking point of just like you know what just F everybody, I'm not doing this. And then I'll sit down and then just miraculously get everything done. Yeah. I feel like it's a dangerous line to walk through. Because <laughs> I've done that too, but it went too far. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes sometimes anger and spite are pretty good. I say sometimes. For me, it's like all the time. But that's because I often, I'm like, man, if I, if I were to be genuinely happy and things were okay, like, where would I get the inspiration for the art yeah. from? Because I know that's where I'm... from wanting to do it. Yeah. I think that would be the movie equivalent of those later Red Hot Chili Peppers albums. <laughs> I was like, everybody <laughs> would then be questioning your projects. Like, You're right. Okay, but where's the turn? <laughs> like, right, what's right. happening? Okay. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Maybe I... At that point, I started. I start doing children's movies or whatever. Like I take the John Favreau like uh, career path. Yeah, there you go. You could. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. You know, it's um, another thing that keeps catching me when I try to sort of like unplug and enjoy. For those of you watching at home, you're gonna have to get used to our. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with my hand when I'm on camera. <laughs> that's totally fine. You're gonna have to get used to our, let's say, inventive. Uh, camera technique here um mm. i think your camera just died did it i think so <laughs> it was beeping oh that was perfect timing <laughs> here let me let me pause it real quick so i can keep getting it that's great like i guess where'd you get it uh gas station oh, okay all right we're back we're talking about batman and coffee <laughs> this podcast brought to you by batman and coffee not sponsored uh well oh yeah so what I was complaining about, one of the things I was complaining about. Um, another thing I've noticed happen. Well, 
noticed happening. It's probably been happening forever. Again, it's probably just me, but I when I try to um, let's see, how can I put this? I I get to a point where I'm okay and not annoyed and trying to just enjoy the moment, and then someone comes along <laughs> and make like does does or says something just super narcissistic and ignorant of like the situation that I just explained to them and makes it about them and not about me, which I guess is narcissistic on my part. <laughs> but and so and I should know better because I surround myself with actors and artists, so they're all going to be that way anyway. But um, so let me give you an example. So it's like I I was I was already feeling this stuff this weekend and kind of like bummed out and but I I had a mental talk with myself I took a little walk around the hotel drank a coke an actual coke not a coke zero (laughs) so I gave myself a little treat and um, was like it's fine it's all bullshit doesn't matter anyway you know and I was like I I was okay I was good to go and but and then I think soon after that Melanie was like hey man we can leave I'm pretty much done whenever we can get out of here and I was like okay well that's I'm okay with that you know like we're so it, I started to kind of get excited about that because we could like kind of get part of our weekend back too you know and I could get some stuff done and uh, we started kind of the people that we would see because it was so crowded and crazy were like hey just to let you know we'll say bye now because we may be getting out of here shortly um you know, and and a couple of them got taken up. They're like, "Wait, we thought you're not going to hang out with us some more." You know, we thought you guys. We never see you guys. Why can't you hang out with? And I was like, "You don't." And, but you can't. I again, it's like where I could wish I could just sort of touch somebody and give them all my pathos. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, go through the thought process. Like us coming here. Like it's a big undertaking to come here and actually be here at all. So obviously for me to not want to be here, there's probably something going on. These people know me well enough to know most of this stuff. So I'm like, you know, have a little empathy, you know, because I know they could kind of, they, I feel like they could probably read it on me, like why I didn't want to be there. But it's like, it, it became like this weird guilt trip. Yeah. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like. Yeah, it's probably just because it's so out of the norm for people to come to an event like that and then just, you know, leave early, right? Yeah. Because most people go and then they're upset when, it, you know, it ends because they feel yeah. like they didn't get to see this person or they get to do that. So right. it's probably just a completely different mentality for someone to leave early. It's like, that doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. right. you know, and they're so caught up in the event that I'm sure it just didn't even run through their head. Yeah. You know. It's a, well, I'm telling them now if they listen to this podcast. <laughs> Don't it's question not, Mel. Right. Well, that, they should know that already. But I'm like, it's because I'm having a hard time dealing with this stuff. It has nothing to do with you. But the Frightmare example is a good one because it just happened. But it's happening with the movie, too. You know, like people bug me incessantly about wanting to do something, wanting to be in something. Like, let's do something again. I can't wait to come out there and be in a movie that you direct again okay I figured out how to do it for like four days in July with money out of my pocket I'm moving 
mountains to make this happen. Uh, I can't do it on a Tuesday. Is that the only day? You know what I mean? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? You know? So, and uh, this is not just one person. A few people have done this to me. And not in a way where it's like, here's when I'm available, here's when I'm not. Can we make this work? It's very, you know, like, clearly, like, no, it's, it's a hard no. But I'm like, you just spent the last four years bugging me about when, when, yeah. when, when. It's now. Well, I think that must be like a human nature thing, though, because I feel like I come across that in in like all aspects, not just film, but even like the commercial, you know, corporate side of things that I do. Yeah. It's like they want it now. And if you don't get it to them right now, then later when you're like, okay, let's do this, they're like, well, no, because, you know, unless it really affects them or is like a passion project for them, I don't think they're ever... You know, there's a few select people that will drop things and do it, and those are people that you remember constantly for the next one. And right. not saying that you completely write everybody off, you know, but it. Yes, people too late. That, yeah, I think it, I think I just I see that happening a lot to me and to everybody else. It's just people they want to be available, and then if it really doesn't benefit them in certain ways, then you know they're just gonna. It's easy for them to drop out. Yeah. And not think about the consequences later of like, well, I don't know. I asked you last time and you weren't very admittable. So. Right. You were going to say something, Caitlin? Um, I was just agreeing, I think. <laughs> the people. She's that... learning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm agreeing. I'm just smiling, nodding. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect because I did just process your payroll. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> No, but it's, you know, like it, the I was getting annoyed last week beforehand, but then, I, you know, with the movie stuff, but then it's just sort of, it was, again, it was like a heightened, it was like a concentrated version of that at Frightmare. Mm-hmm. And of, to their credit, like none of, <laughs> what did you say? Did you say this on the podcast? We talked about my registering bitch face. Oh, were we, off? You were, uh, we were talking about. I don't know if it was on the podcast. I think it was here. Oh, wait, wait. Hold um, that thought. There we go. Okay. You, I think something about maybe you weren't approachable or something. And oh, like, yeah, that was it. Uh, was like, uh, did you have it was a, a potential face, actor that you're going to be working with okay. that in the past wasn't so buddy-buddy with you. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, yeah, okay. Now yeah. it's all coming back to me. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. like, did they actually not like you, or were you? did you have your... Because I thought Mel hated me for, I don't know, a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you used, to, you used to always come up and ask me, are you, are you okay? okay? Yeah. And, Mel and I was, I would be like, Melanie, what, this chick, she keeps asking me if I'm okay. Like, what's... No, because we'd work at the escape room, and I just, I didn't know if I was just doing something wrong, or... If I came off as weird or I don't know what, and, and then I read one of your scripts that kind of explained your life story. I'm like, oh, I get oh, yeah, it. Oh, yeah, she's like, oh, I get it. It was, yeah, it's in between okay? it. Yeah. She was like, is this what it's like for you every day? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And that's like a sanitized, like, streamlined version of yeah, it. She yeah. didn't understand you're guilty until proven innocent. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that everybody has to go through. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, like, to, to that end I was like like I said oh I would expect them to s- read my demeanor but my demeanor is that way all the time yeah. probably so <laughs> it like, was hard for a while I think everybody was like the only time I've ever seen a smile on your face is that picture of you with Robert England, which is <laughs> probably not far from the truth but um, so I 
of course, I'm putting it on them to like figure it out. But people aren't psychic, of course, and I had they knew they know none of this really, except for what maybe I told them right then, or maybe I complained about. So it's not up to them to figure it out. But I'm just like, don't <laughs> push it so hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if if past the initial push, you should probably realize there's something else going on. Like knowing the history of everything. Yeah. You know. So anyway. That's my life. Agreed. <laughs> Am I really that unapproachable? Sometimes. Really? Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I want I, you to unpack that for me. It's just, it's just your face. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, can I, you, can you do like what does what expression do I have on you? You just. So sometimes you're just. I think like when I see it now, I think it's just when you're very. Um, and thought about something because uh, I don't really see you at work much anymore the other at work mm-hmm. so you're just like like when you came in today I, I thought you were a little sad you're just but I think you were just trying to get things together but your eyes are kind of just you don't look at someone you're not smiling your head's a little tilted down and you're just gruff and your demeanor <laughs> story checks out she can, she can say this because you already processed the payroll so. yeah right. no it's fine I, Caitlin's here to be I'm paying her to be my buffer I mean you go out there and talk to these people yeah I'll do whatever you need (laughs) the face of Upstart Filmworks yeah the non-resting bitch face of Upstart (laughs) Filmworks I'm either not that observant or just the fact that in how I met you I was so not a I don't even know how to describe the state I was in when I met you have you told that story on the podcast I think I did. Uh, there's no way that we've done this podcast as many, yeah, many times. Yeah, we it, couldn't. But but, yeah. but just in general, on the set, <sighs> the Charlie Foxtrot of a set, as I like to say, yeah. um, that I met you on, I don't think I had slept for like four straight days, so I really didn't care what you looked like. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you want to take a camera and uh, go do like a kill scene or something? Sure, that'd be cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh, because I've with the acting stuff I've studied body language a lot so I pick up on it pretty quick so I can tell immediately if something's like usually maybe not all the time but I notice little things and I feel like that's why I was especially thought you know <laughs> she saw your aura yeah. and it was dark yeah. ultimately I was like I've never seen one that's jet black right. <laughs> <laughs> jet black with like exclamation points in it <laughs> Little yeah, middle fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's uh It's okay. That's just yeah. Blame my parents. <laughs> that's what it's that's what it started. Um Yeah, but I yeah, I'm trying to get better. You know what you know what's actually mellowed me out a lot is being a dad because you can't Yeah. Y- whether it's me tapping into genuine happiness or me putting on a mask when I'm totally just depressed you have to present that to your kid you know what I mean because they'll you know they'll um, absorb and then reflect whatever you give them so uh, I can't as of right now like when she gets a little bit older I can't wait to be able to like genuinely bitch to her about stuff like I can't believe what this motherfucker did to me (laughs) (laughs) and she'll be like dad was it your resting bitch face (laughs) Like you've been talking to your aunt Kayla again, <laughs> clearly. 
<sighs> so, but I feel better. That's good. Yeah, good. Glad I kind of got it out there. And again, it's a lot of it <clears throat> probably won't even matter in the long run. I mean, like, the stuff that matters was good. Mm-hmm. I just have to get over it because if I really take like a macro look at it all over the last 12, 15 years that I've been doing this, like I would get annoyed about different people you know back in the early years and those people are yeah not even around now so yeah so who knows and i mean i disliked debbie Rashawn greatly at that time yeah now look you know what I mean? yeah. things just changed so much. and for no no reason really other than i had an idea of what she was about and then I got to know her, and of course, the, none of that was really true. So you never know what's real and what's not, and yeah. you know, mind plays tricks on you. So it does. I overthink everything. <laughs> yeah, it's a story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had someone tell me recently they thought I hated them because I do this thing. I guess was it your resting, resting bitch face? <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> um, we I guess when we're in like big my group of friends when we're in like a big group together. <clears throat> Sometimes when someone's just talking, I just space out, and apparently I just have a face, and I kind of just do this, and I didn't know. And I just saw her, the girl that thought I hated her yesterday, and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't hate you at all. I just apparently just space out, and no one told me. So did you, did you, she asked somebody, and you heard from that person? Yeah, well, she, yeah, she, um, so she's getting married recently, or soon, I guess, and, yeah, not recently, um, and Jordan was telling me, like, you know, this person thinks you hate them. And I'm like, why? Because <laughs> I barely see them. And he's yeah. like, you know, you just, sometimes when we're in groups, you just space out. And you just have this look on your face. I'm like, how long have I been doing this? And he's like, For, forever. <laughs> so, you so you don't hate this person. You just find them boring. No, so I just don't. space out all the time. <laughs> I, like, sometimes my... Um, I'll be like, and I know what they're talking about because I'll just be thinking about things I can do in projects. I don't know, maybe you do this too, but I'll just have ideas and they'll just come up and then I'll start thinking about them and I just forget that we're in a group setting because I'm so ingrained on this idea and I'm working with it and I'm like thinking of what I can do and then I'm like, oh, I'm, I need to listen and pay attention because someone's talking. <laughs> I don't want to be rude and then I snap back into it, but I didn't think anyone noticed that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently they did. So, right. sorry everyone I've ever done that to. <laughs> you know what the, to make this dark again because it can never not be, the best thing, the flip side of that like one of the best things in the world is if someone trying to clear the air with you or whatever or maybe expecting a different answer mm-hmm. comes up to you and, and asks if there's if you have a problem with them or if you know you hate that and you can actually answer in the affirmative it's the fucking best <laughs> nice. I thought it was going to happen this weekend it didn't happen this year at Frightmare but it's happened at Frightmare a couple times and I'd be like yeah and this is why <laughs> it imagine. happened at Comic Palooza there was a year where it was like five people at Comic Palooza <laughs> And I was like, yeah, here's why. Yeah, here's why. It was great. And after wow. each time I felt like, shoo, like I was getting rid of another like like thing that had just been holding me down, right? I'm adding this to my bucket list. Yeah. I'm going to go to all of Yeah. And in every case, they just kind of go, oh, okay, yeah. You know, like they don't really, nobody's ever argued. Um, and there, there was, I wish this had happened. Like I, I put the call out a while ago. Um, cause there's still some of that floating around. I was like, Hey man, if any of you guys, you know, still want to talk this out, let's do it on the podcast. <laughs> you know, maybe it's a Debbie. Most cases it's not. I know I'm not mistaken about these people and what they did. 
but I've, who knows? Maybe there's something that's changed, or they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Things feel you've always left that open ended right. for anyone to come on, and you know, yeah, they, they still can, they mm-hmm. absolutely still can. Oh God, well, bad idea. <laughs> why? People are crazy, Mel. <laughs> I mean, you think that I'm not after all this? Yes, Caitlin. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're like a safe kind of crazy. Help. Brittany had helped me in her eyes. Yeah, but I'm none of the, I'm not. These people aren't that dangerous like that. I okay. Think. I don't think so. I just Anybody like that that I would think would le- I mean, there's a couple people that I would legitimately put on that might try to stab me list. Maybe you don't have them. That yeah, but uh, they're not who I'm talking about. They would never approach me like that. Anyway, these are you know other people, but um, I don't think it would be an issue. And I think it'd be actually really really interesting podcast. But the problem is, like, I don't, I don't think there's. I mean, I know it's easy to take your own side, but I don't really think there's anything I'm misunderstanding about. It's very cut and dried. Right. What went down and what led from that. Um, so, but I, but I still would. It'd be interesting to hear their side of it, yeah. at the very least. But regardless, it feels great to tell them. You know, they suck to their face, and why you think they suck it feels fabulous. I'm jealous of this. Feeling. To be honest, I was hoping it would happen this weekend. But everybody that that would have happened with looked at me, turned around, and went the other way. So great, even better. I didn't have to expend, expend energy on it. So. I don't know. The feeling you've described, though, in, in telling someone seems like it'd be oh, totally worth the Oh, it's the closest thing to pure joy. Like, I actually, I actually, you know how people <laughs> avoid confrontation? I've learned that it's kind of like a drug to me in the right situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I get, I just, I get tingling in the knees. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in, like, a physical fight, but it's that same feeling. Yeah. It's that same feeling. And, and then, but... I, I always feel because it's not uh, like I'm then I'm not carrying shit around you know what I mean I'm like you know we know exactly what's mm-hmm. going on between us you there's no just like assuming so it feels great it's like a weight's lifted off so I highly recommend it <laughs> alright I, pres- I prescribe two fuck offs for the next just two <laughs> like well two. you know okay. take take I'll those take and two. then we'll see how <laughs> we do <laughs> start small yeah what were you going to say? I feel like you had... Oh, I was saying you can practice on me if you want to. Oh, no. You can tell me to fuck off if you want to. <laughs> no, these these people in my mind, it would be hard to just end with a fuck off. Yeah. It's that much hatred. So. Oh, yeah? yeah. You're talking about killing you, people? About who? <laughs> killing oh, people? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you got one for free... Oh, just one? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I got a couple. It'd be I, hard to choose. People have often wondered if I, if I had a list and who was on it. Yeah. There's one. It's on Google Drive, actually. <laughs> just in case. Google, Google knows. Google knows. Google knows it. It's, peop, it's, it's named People I Would Love to Hug. <laughs> Anybody that knows me knows that that's a total shame. Yeah. <laughs> Not, are, the hug, not the hugging kind. There are times when I'll, like, with, with the people that I, there are not many people I really just hate, but there's a few. And I'll sometimes, if I'm really angry, I'll remember something that's happened from a uh, specific scenario in the past, and I'll get angry about it. And I'll tell them off in my head, and that feels nice. 
but in real life, I feel like I would just get too much anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, I can't, I hate any sort of confrontation. Even if I'm not in the wrong, I just feel like it's going to turn around on me and I'm going to look like the bad guy. Yeah. That, yeah. The, yeah. You do run that risk, like of yeah. looking like the asshole. I've had that happen a couple of times, more than a couple of times. Um, but, you know, still feels good later. Yeah. <laughs> still feels good later. You know, on the, to make things a little more positive, like <laughs> sort of a, a corollary to that is like sometimes there are people that like, I guess with time or whatever, I've found that lately I've kind of come around on some things and not, well, I wouldn't want to hang out with these people again. Like I've gotten pretty close to reaching out and been like, Hey, I know things got fucked for a while from here on out. I don't really care. Like, I don't want to be your buddy, but don't worry about, if just we're dropping just, it. Yeah. yeah. That I'm going to punch you in the face out of nowhere <laughs> or whatever. You yeah. Know, don't, just because it's just not worth it. You know, yeah. it's too much energy. But, and there, there are things that I never thought. I call them my Eagles moments because, you know, like when the Eagles broke up, they like mm-hmm. got, when they broke up the first time, they were like cursing each other out on stage between songs and telling each other they're going to kick each other's ass and like they get back together when hell freezes over and then they, the, the 30 years later, over. they did the Hell Freezes Over tour. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, money, be it money or whatever, just 30 years of time, you know. Yeah. With time, some things can be mended, I guess. <clears throat> but I call them my Eagles moments. So I'm like, yeah, I've had a couple of Eagles type. I've never acted on them. Yeah. But. I feel like I've tried. There's been a couple yeah. times Yeah, where, sometimes it'll come back and burn you. Yeah, yeah. well, because... It, it, you know, I don't want to spend any time or energy on that type of hatred. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me see what good came from this. And I'm, and I'll name all the good things. And I'm like, yeah, so you actually do person, like, a, like, a, <laughs> like a pros and cons type yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, and I, and I know the pros that come from it. Like, I know that there are pros that have come from all these different situations. But, and I'm grateful for that. It just still doesn't allow me to forgive actions from these people so i just i can't yeah it's it i think what's interesting is some people feel like they've bought like asshole credit (laughs) like where they feel like they've done like oh i did this for you so i get one free fuck over you know what i mean like they feel like stuff equals out Hmm. i'm like it doesn't work like that you know what i mean but it's, it's 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 amazing how many people think in those terms weird you know and i'm like no that doesn't I hate my parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. they clothed and fed me sporadically, but it happened. You know what I mean? But it just because they did that doesn't like let, you know, let me give them a pass for all the other fucked up shit they did, you know? No. Um so, but it's weird how many people like approach it that way. I've got emails that are hilarious to read because it's like they're they point by point go through like when I I did this for you and I did that for you oh, and you should let awful. me slide on them like why are you kidding me? Yeah. But if they're going to the extent of saying like look at all these good things right. I did for you please forgive right. this one then you know that they know that <laughs> yeah. oh yeah they still yeah, shouldn't yeah. have done it. Just to do that at all, terrible person. Yeah. yeah I'm like yeah. why am I even talking to you? No. I've known some character. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've known some characters <laughs> in my life, Caitlin. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. They've all made their way into a movie one way or another or are about to make their way into a movie. So they get immortalized and then immediately recognize themselves and then get pissed off wondering how I could 
make fun of them, but I never name them the same thing. So I'm like, well, the clearly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. If you're gonna be a crappy person, I don't want to give this a shot. <laughs> no product <laughs> placement. Sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna be a crappy person, you can't be mad when you get called out. At least. Right. Own your own your crappiness. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna, I guess, don't be a crappy person. Yeah. If you're going to be, regardless. <clears throat> yeah. That's all I had to say. <laughs> Anything to add, Brittany? No. <laughs> Still thinking about the, the freebie. You I may get. need to go box later. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's right right up the road. Um, I really want to know who this person is. Oh, if you I, know. Oh, yeah, it's, you know. it's, it's it's who I think it is. Yeah, okay, it is. okay. All right, He's gotcha. Like, that's how long I can hold on to. No, I, I, dude, I understand. I understand. If anybody can hold a grudge, it's this guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm trying to turn the negatives into a positive. I'm trying to put all that. Oh, this is this is another thing I was going to bring up. See, more positive. Let's see if you guys can help me uh, workshop this. So. Because of all that, I've been toying with the idea of, and I guess this is me talking about the movie a little more than I'd like, but it's fine. We're about to shoot it. so. But I've been toying with the idea of, for those of you, I mean, you guys have read the in-betweening scripts, so you know that it's clearly me. Like, it's clearly an autobiographical oh, yeah. thing, but it's not me. But I've been toying with the idea of putting myself in the movie, like maybe even like tagging out with Omar and like shooting some stuff on it, you know, like against a green screen or whatever, and just sort of setting down, like doing a master class kind of like setup, but like where I'm just like in, not just in this happened, this happened, but just sort of just like speaking straight to the camera, testimonials. So just kind of like unloading, not really indicting anybody, but there's just a lot of stuff that I think I need to and want to get out that isn't served by the script. Or if I put it in the script, it would just seem like too much. Yeah, kind of like a commentary, like a director's commentary. Kind of, but like one that's in there. Okay. You know, and but also done in such a way that if it became too much, we could pull out of the movie and the edit. Mm -hmm. Or if you wanted to watch it that way, you could like Like watch it without Mel's stupid ass. (laughs) That's how it needs to be in the menu. Right. (laughs) Right. But I thought of it one day and I was like, okay. Yeah, that might be interesting and then the more I thought about it the more I'm like okay and I could say then this would work here and a lot of it would like the transitions would be kind of funny or hilarious or would stop I, this is a terrible comparison but like you know when Zach Morris would freeze time and talk mm-hmm. to the camera did you, mm-hmm. did you ever watch Save by the Bell what no. yeah well yeah you're I, I could see why not but <laughs> I'm actually surprised that you know what actually, I'm talking about me yeah, oh my yeah. gosh I used to watch Save by the Bell it was on like I, Nick at Night or something yeah, but, like yeah. every night yeah but kind of like that, that kind of thing, but like as an angry black man. <laughs> no. Black Morse. It was reminding me a little bit more of like on Family Guy when they do their cutaways. Yeah. The, right. There's right. like a lot yeah, of cutaways. Kind of that, that, yeah. Kind of that. Or um, there's a couple more like good examples I was thinking of and ways to make it work. But what I'm afraid of is it it'd have to be done in such a way as to not derail your investment in the actual story on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because so an example I can think of that did it, that does something like that, not the exact same thing, but something that over that plays their hand pretty well, that doesn't ruin it. The most recent example I could think of was the Lego movie. <laughs> 
Because you guys have both no, seen it. No, I didn't see it. So, Who are you? <laughs> I've been busy. It's a very positive movie, Caitlin. I figured you'd have seen that one. So, I still haven't even seen Shazam or I still have been. Yeah, the Lego movie is like old. Lego movie is like like I worked five years old. So here is the context in which I saw the Lego movie. I had just gone to my interview at the pizza restaurant and I was super depressed. I was like, I'm gonna fucking be a pizza delivery driver, (laughs) but there is no, you know, there's I have to do it. You know, there's no other way I can make the money. So it's right by Memorial City Mall. So I was like, I'll just I'll go see a movie. Fuck it, let me just go. I don't even want to, at the time, I didn't even want to necessarily see the Lego movie, but it seemed like the best thing to see at the time. I was like, this will be relatively upbeat, might make me laugh. I ended up bawling like a baby, like, <laughs> but, but like out of context, Yeah. you know what I mean? Oh my God, Batman, or, you know, like sh- just weird <laughs> shit that was triggering crazy, like nostalgia <laughs> synapses in my head. <clears throat> but do you care if I spoil a huge part no, of the movie? It's okay. Fine. So pretty early on you find out that the story that's playing out is basically via like Will Ferrell's the dad and he has this big Lego collection in his basement and he glue like he'll make the shit by the instructions and then glue everything down with crazy glue so the kids can't mess it up so the whole point is like he's taking the fun out of it because it's permanent he's, he's, yeah and he's being so rigid about it and it, his kid is trying to play but he you know he'll break something get yelled at or whatever but they they do that cut probably 25 minutes into the movie so then you you're like oh well everything that's the lego movie is fantasy you know right. what i mean but it does but it, but it doesn't ruin the movie right or him being the bad guy you know because he's because of that he voices the main lego bad guy too okay. right and it's all it all is then painted with this brush of what he's doing it's actually really clever yeah and they do it in a way that like I said doesn't ruin your investment in the characters and the rest of the movie right Mm -hmm. so I was like okay like it has you have to stick the landing like that because otherwise then it's be like okay I'm just watching this dramatization of what you just talked about I'm just trying to sort of get my head around it I think if you just like here and there, put in your two cents. It wouldn't ruin it, and I yeah. think it'd be. It's not many movies do that. I don't. Well, think. in the Lego movie, they they kind of just do it at the beginning and then not again until like yeah. the end. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind of they, really... you forget about it almost. I yeah. think that might be the yeah. key. And they, to a way way lesser degree, <laughs> did you guys see I Tanya, the mm-hmm. Tanya Harding movie? Mm-hmm. They kind of do it in that, but it's it's the characters in the movie. Like they'll turn to the, they'll speak to the camera. Like when she's working out with bags of dog food or whatever, uh, Allison Janney's like, she really did this shit. You know, like, like <laughs> shit like that. Kind of funny. Uh, the only thing I can think of is the Emperor's New Groove with the one Cusco no, as a llama. I can't wait to hear this. No, there's just. I, <laughs> <laughs> the only. Uh, I don't remember. Hold on, remember, let me get the camera on you. I don't for remember who does it uh, more than once, but there's one scene where, like, it stops and it gets kind of like sepia toned or something, and he's uh-huh. markering things, and he's like, oh. Yeah, this is me. This is why I'm a llama now. And it just goes into that. Yeah, it goes from like a movie to almost like a projection. Yeah. And he uh-huh. kind of like walks in and marks on it and then leaves and it goes back to movie. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was thinking about putting some stuff like that because there are things that I feel like would be richer if they got more backstory, but not in a way 
to where it was backstory in the movie. Yeah. It's like maybe I did like a John Madden play by play, like these are the fucking assholes yeah. that did this. And then, you know what I mean? You have like a PowerPoint projection from the 90s. Right. <laughs> yes. We have Hold a on. flat top. Yeah. That would actually be really funny. <laughs> yeah, you could, ch- depending on where the story's at, you can change your appearance. Yeah. I think this is from when I was this age. And- right. Yeah. yeah. I'll do the frosted tips again. And have like little, Please. Like the. Uh, won't grow out all the way mustache. That's patchy. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Uh, ooh, someone's on their way. But they may be a few minutes late. Ooh, not looking good for you, <laughs> So what the listeners might not know, well, they won't know at all because I haven't mentioned anything to them about it, but um, we will hopefully, we'll see, we'll see if it works out, be interviewing a crew member potential potential crew member live on the podcast so you'll get to see it's you get to see the inner workings of you know how i bring people how i onboard people my onboarding process can you do that look again for the camera <laughs> do you remember what your interview consisted of caitlin for working with you yeah I, think you just I want you to do it, but I want you to do an impression of me <laughs> saying the things I said to you. I, I just, I don't remember it. I think you just kind of asked me, like, are you available these times? Do you uh-huh. know how to work? Do you? <laughs> Sounds like I'm an alien. Do you know how to work? <laughs> no, no, what was the program? I would like one of hamburger, please. <laughs> What's the program you had me try to learn? Um... Adobe Premiere. Well, you did Premier. start, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like you know, it would be like this. Um, I don't care what hours you work, as long as you do this. It was just it was, you were really chill about it. <laughs> I really don't remember an interview. I remember Andy interviewing me. Yeah. But that I don't remember. I think we just talked about hypotheticals, and I was kind of like, yeah, that sounds good. And you're like, okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> that was kind of it. What she, what she's leaving out is the many many hours that I watched her from afar and interviewed her. <laughs> it's like how is she gonna handle this situation? Um, I remember, uh, and I didn't know if this made you like really cemented in your mind that you wanted me as your assistant. But I started <coughs> doing um, tap lessons, and I bought I can, shoes. I can assure you, it wasn't that. <laughs> well, you were very like. You're like, oh, you're committed because I bought the shoes, and it, just the way you said it, I was like, yeah, like you said it was some kind of inflection. Yeah, which was, sort of oh, that was me sign. putting on my Ted Bundy mask. So oh, okay. that I cared. <laughs> I was like, does, does that make me look like I'm a good worker? Because <laughs> I'm committed to it. No, I, I, it was. I was genuinely commenting on, oh, yeah, you're really into this. Yeah. But, I'm sorry, it came across no. as fake. It's not. No, it wasn't fake. I just, I didn't. She didn't know, know it was fake until you just said yeah, it was fake. Because <laughs> I, I said think it came was across like, as it no, wasn't fake. That was just like right before. I think right before I was, we either talked about me working for you or something to do. I it's it connected in my mind for some reason. So I'm like, oh, maybe that just made me seem like a really good worker. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure about this, Kate, but, but she brought in these tap shoes, and it's like this. This is the one. I like this. <laughs> she's got, she's, she's got, got moxie. Moxie definitely is moxie is the term you would use if it was tap shoe related. Um, that's 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 an interesting funny moment though because I didn't remember that until you said it. 
Um, I was uh, surprised at your just your level of like enthusiasm. I guess, and that's why it stood out. In maybe my it was one of my manic days. <laughs> that cipher. Maybe you were just yeah, just a cipher. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> so up and down. How yeah. is the tap dancing coming? Slow, but it's good. It's hard. Um, I get a little better every time I do it. I was doing a class. It was like a. Like a, a couple month long class once a week, and at the time I was I was just doing too much, so I had to stop. But I started taking private lessons, and oh, I started cool. doing ballet as well. And I really like ballet. It's fun. And it's really hard. I, <laughs> I use so many butt muscles I've never used before. <laughs> yeah. But it's it is fun, and it's fun to get better a little bit every like seeing the progress and like it counts and yeah. learning things. My teacher is very nice. Yeah. So that cool. helps too. So putting in work and then having it actually matter. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just had to darken our day. Um, so what... Let me try to think of a way that doesn't sound nihilistic to say this. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. What's, so what's your end game with the dance stuff? Is that something you want to pursue for a while or is it just something you want to check out for a little bit to sort of have it in your bag of tricks for casting um i was thinking about that actually i want to get to a point where i'm good at good at it but okay so like with my acting i feel like i'm at a really good level of my acting and my singing's not far behind like if i go to an audition i can confidently act and sing and have it sound and look and appear not maybe not professional but close to it uh-huh. I can't dance I've not really taken many dancing classes I took some dance when I was five but I didn't know what I was doing so I don't count that right. I was five but I want to get to the point where if I'm in an audition it, if it's like a dance specifically audition I can do it and be confident and be impressive enough to potentially get a part so mm-hmm. I want to build on it until it's to that point and then still train because you still have to continuously train no matter what level you're at but um, then I can kind of back off of it a little bit and I'm really obviously or not obviously honestly not doing it as much as I'd like to I'm doing it like once every two weeks one class every two weeks for an hour so it's not as much as I'd like to do but with my schedule right now that's all I can really do Yeah. but I, to answer your question just I'm going to keep doing it until I get to that I guess professional level or mm. close to it and then ease off of it for a little bit gotcha yeah gotcha I feel like I should write some dancing into your role for yeah please do in betweening I don't know what you could do with that role but I could I'm sure I could think of something and it'd be funny to see Bart ballet. have to keep up with you <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> yeah <laughs> but there definitely is a musical number so I was actually writing this song yesterday. That was one thing I was able to do while reclaiming my weekend. So I think I got the chorus written. So we'll see. I keep like, it's kind of like working on the movie. Like when I take too much time away from it, I go back to it. I can't remember where it was. And then all the time that I spend, that I've found to work on it, I spend trying to remember where it was mm-hmm. because I can only do, I could only do it in chunks. It's the same with writing that damn song. I've been trying to write the song for probably a year. Jeez. And then I'll write, and I'll record so I'll remember that I'm like, oh, no, I don't. How is that going to work? So it's the same thing, but I'm trying to garner more time because I think it's going to be a really fun 
that's going to be a really fun part of the movie. And if nothing else, that's something I can do that most of these other idiots can't do. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Well, what else, guys? Anything else? Mm. I didn't really do anything super memorable this weekend. I pet your cat, and that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a euphemism. She really no. Did. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just to make sure. No. <laughs> to put that disclaimer up on screen. You're right. Oh <laughs> I have a bad habit of doing that. I'll say something and it, I mean it in a completely innocent way, but it doesn't come out that way. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brittany? Have you been doing much more work on the dock? I've been trying. I've decided, I don't guess I haven't decided anything, but I've been trying to, you know, write the script for that Kickstarter video that you and I talked about. Yeah. And I've kind of realized that it's not my strong suit to really write, you know, in like a deep philosophical manner. Uh huh. I've not really stretched that writing muscle. Um, so it's been interesting. Like, I've been trying to, um, get inspiration, but it's, I don't know. It's hard. Have you thought about, like hiring a writer just to do that little bit yeah I um don't really know where I guess to go in that direction like I have a couple people I know that that they write and they get hired you know in editing and consulting Uh so I guess I could you know try to bring them in but you know this is such a passion project for me that it's hard for me to think that I can go that route because I feel like are they going to be able to tell you know my story or be able to tell like what I really right. want to portray because I've never hired a writer. Yeah, so that's the trick is finding somebody like you vibe with that's almost like the other part of your brain mm-hmm. to get it. But right. it, it's tough, but it can be done. Yeah, uh, I have a couple people I might be able to suggest. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, because because this. You know, I think it would be just a really cool initial, you know, intriguing trailer. So, in a way, I'm not putting too much pressure on it, although I think it should be good. But, (laughs) obviously. um, Obviously. But there's a kind of artistic section to the film that I can see visually like very clearly. I Is know it I, me in a studio against a green screen just like talking to the camera? Yes. Oh, I yes, thought, yeah. exactly. But like, hey, hey, people are sick. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. That'll be $500. There you go. <laughs> Done. Okay, see, that was easy. I, you know, um, but, you know, visually I can see it and I know the message that I want to get across, but there is a lot of dialogue. And dialogue's always been hard for yeah. me. I can write, you know, dramatic action and, and description and stuff all day long. Dialogue has always been really difficult, and this is just solid dialogue. So uh, that, I feel like I'm going to have to bring someone in that can really, that I can tell the story to of what I want to get across, and hopefully they can they can do that. So... I have a lot of inspirational... I mean, did you ever see Beasts of the Southern Wild? Yeah, yeah. So the trailer for that... I saw the movie. The movie was good. But the trailer for that, because it has a little girl... Because the artistic section of mine deals with a child. 
and I kept thinking I had to write it in like a child form, like a child's mm-hmm. voice. Uh. And so I kept having to like dumb down these ideas to try to make it sound like what a child would say. And I watched that trailer recently, and it's almost the exact opposite. Like, it's this little girl who is saying profound things, and just the effect of it, I loved it. I love it. And so it made me rethink, like, okay, now I need to write this more profound. Yeah. But it's, like I said, it's just such a different way of writing that... You know, it'd be nice to at least be coached <laughs> or at least to write something and say, like, is this anywhere close? And if it's not, then I'd probably pass it off to someone who can really write it. Right. So, would you mind if I take a look at it? Sure. Yeah. I used to write a lot when I was younger. I'm not, I'm not a professional. But <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, this is a pretty collaborative film. Like, it's interesting for me to say because I have a very strong direction that I want to go but at the same time I'm really open Mm -hmm. to you know if the story goes one way or you know if someone thinks that there's a better idea or more creative or a deeper thought you know because the point is that I want everybody to be able to relate to it so I feel like if it's just what I want then it's going to be really difficult you know for someone else who maybe doesn't have the backstory that I do to relate to it so I mean that's kind of, you know, I've told Mel that, but definitely feel free to anything that I send to, you know, to give me feedback on or if you have suggestions or want to take a stab at it, I'm totally okay. up for that. So. <laughs> sure. I feel like if uh, I were to take a look at it, it'd come back to you with, even though I talk all this crap about, ah, I'm not into you know, horror so much anymore, it'd be like, and then a monster emerged from the dark. But there is a section that I oh, needed to be dark. Like I have, there's five sections, and there I'm is right. one particular <laughs> section. That was real. <laughs> See the little glint glimmer in my eye. Describe it, Caitlin. You got a look like, oh, I know that. I can do that. Let oh, me yeah. do it. Darkness, I got. Yeah, I got. <laughs> God. You're really inspired. Yeah, <laughs> really metaphorically inspired. and physically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's uh, first. Of course, anything I'll take a look at. But uh, I always feel like I'm like oh, I can't write. Like I definitely put myself in boxes as far as I would never be able to write something like that. Not that I'm not into it, but mm-hmm. I feel like it would always creep into. That section, yeah. Stephen King land, at the very least. You know, he can write non-horror stuff, but there's always that. I'm like, oh, this is Stephen King. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, what's going to happen on the next page? Mm -hmm. You know, kind of thing. So, but... You never know until you try. I didn't think I'd be able to write comedy until I were a placeholder. Well, I was about to say that, because... I had always said that comedy would be the one thing that I would not even attempt because, I mean, because I like different comedies and comedy is hard because everybody has a different sense of humor and you have to have, you know, it has to be in the writing, it has to be in the acting and it has to be in the editing. Like all of it has to be on for it to be funny. And I had worked on so many comedy like things that, you know, it, it was funny to the people who worked on it because it was a lot of inside jokes, but for it to be funny, you know, yeah. to anyone else, is, it was difficult. So I was like, I'll just never do comedy. Like, <laughs> just staying away from it. And yeah. then Mel was like, hey, do you want to write an episode of Lisa? <laughs> and I was like... I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I have no idea <laughs> what I'm going to do. So that was 
That was a stretch. Yeah, and that was like everything. It was a test. <laughs> I was like, let's see how let's see how she does. He'll do that to me sometimes. He'll be he'll ask me to do something or ask me something. He'll be this was a test, and then I get like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that you did recently and you thought was a test? And I was like, oh, man, I wish I had thought to make uh, that a test. You, um, you asked me, I think, if I – I think I had to, like, reach out to somebody or send an email or something. And you asked me about it. I'm like, I did this. Like, everything you asked, this is what I did. And you're like, it wasn't a test. It's okay. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Jordan said- will do that to me, too. Jordan's my friend. I mean, like, this is a test of our friendship. We were, like, we were going in the, um, the movies once, and he's like, I need you to pick our seats while we, while I get popcorn. And I was like, okay. And he's like, where do we, where do I like to sit, Caitlin? And I was like, S- suddenly something that had, like, didn't bother me at all. I was like, oh, God, if I don't do this right, it's the end of everything. <laughs> Just yeah. put it, being put it on the spot so quick. Yeah. Did you pick correctly? <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... God, it's he likes to sit a little off center, in the middle. I think now I'm second guessing him. <laughs> but yeah, it if was I fine. if it I told you fine. to buy me movie tickets and you had to pick, not in the very front because you would have to crane your neck. Uh huh. Did I I bitched about that recently, didn't I? Um. Because no. our Avenger seats were like that, and I feel Maybe like that. I complained okay. about it recently. I had to do that when I took Reagan out to see uh, Missing Link. We had to be in the very front, so that's why I remember it. Like, oh. It actually wasn't that bad, though, because yeah. the chairs reclined. Um, I would guess either in the middle or like on the top in the middle. No? Gun to your head. You have to pick one. <laughs> I would say aisle so you can get out quickly if you need to. Oh, that sounds That's a too. reasonable guess. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, God. There are two answers that, that incorporate both. <laughs> I'm going to say either... Okay, so... One... Now I'm second-guessing everything we've ever talked about. <laughs> this is a pretty intense <laughs> test. I know. Um, I, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to make sure to ask the guy this question in the interview. Okay. It's a good interview question. I was going to go with the whole, like, if you could be any kind of tree, what tree would you be? <laughs> Not like I was, So I've been listening to this... My, our friend, I say friend, I've never looked the guy in the eye, but we've, I've gotten him gigs. He's replaced me on gigs, gigs that I couldn't take. I gave to him. But this is assistant director I know. Keep thinking, Caitlin, I haven't forgotten. Um, but he, would, he does a podcast where he talks to um, other people in the industry. And he was talking to the guy that directed, he was the assistant director on the last, I think the last two Mission Impossibles. It's like big stuff. And they were just talking about hiring protocol and the question he always asks, which he got from another big time assistant director. I think the guy that directed Gandhi, assistant director Gandhi, he would always ask him if you could be any kind of tree, what kind of tree would you be? And because they were like, I know you can do the job. You got this far and you're applying for it. So clearly you can do it and you want to do it. Because at that level, like you don't make it that far on a recommendation if you don't know what you're doing. So he's like, I just want to see how you think. And what was weird is they were like, it sounded like a weird question. Let me get your reaction to me saying this too. <laughs> it sounded like a weird question, but he would hire somebody. And then over the course of watching them on the movie, he's like, whatever tree they said, I saw those traits in it. And I was like, that's interesting. I'm going <laughs> to see if that's true. So where would I set Caitlin? I would 
want to some okay. I want to say in the middle, but some for some reason I see you on the vi- in the very top in the center of the theater. So what's your okay? Uh, on so the, on the very top. Only the listeners are going to get the answer. So, um, so very top. In the, the middle, yeah, in center. Okay. <sighs> Not going to last long in this job, Caitlin. Okay, <laughs> Where'd you say I would sit? I just said anywhere near on the aisle, on the so aisle. you could escape. You were right the first time. It's the middle, like the very. The but 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 toward more towards the so it's like middle leading towards the front, but not the very front. Okay. In the wheelchair aisle divider, <laughs> the first couple seats past that in the middle. Okay. However, if I could sit on that wheelchair aisle in the middle, without feeling like an a hole. <laughs> I'll sit there. You know what I mean? Because you feel because you're like yeah. the, a couple times I've done it, people are like, Ugh. and I'm like, God damn! I didn't. <laughs> not the cameras aren't rolling, but I did like wheelchair arms. <laughs> He's doing this for those. But I'm, but and you can't be like there are other wheelchairs because there's a bunch. Yeah. But you, who's gonna be that guy? Yeah. Not even me. So, but so I'll wait till like the last minute if they're open. I'll go down there because this is where it ties to what you said. It's the biggest aisle of all. Yeah. All of them are aisle seats, but you can still be in the middle. Yeah. So, there you go. Perfect, perfect movie theater situation for me. Yeah, Mel. yeah. That's listeners. If you decide to, you know, treat me to Fandango tickets or what have you, that's <laughs> those are my preferred seats. Now you guys have to answer the true question. We're gonna go out on this one. Oh man, that one's hard. I think I'd be a tree. Is Mirkwood where the elves live in um, Lord of the Rings? Is that it? I'm already. I'm going to stop you there. <laughs> that is just. I'm a nerd. <laughs> Jesus. And I think uh, I, the elves. Yeah. Because, you know, they go. Frodo and all them go to I see the council or whatever in the first. People are going to be yelling at us right now. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All I remember is the Shire is the Hobbits. I don't remember the where the Oh, that would live. be nice too. Yeah. But the trees. Those are like little squat trees. They're yeah. They're <laughs> well, you know, because they're all like yeah. Where they no. live and stuff. Because like the trees. I think I'm pretty sure it's Mirkwood. I'm sorry if it's not. I but think it might be. They're very yeah. like in the movie anyway. They're very golden and majestic and ethereal. I think that's the word. And that's kind of how I see some of my personality. So just like very whimsical and. Peaceful. And they're like, I'm sorry, Miss Bauer, this is a documentary, so you're not. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd be hiring you for a documentary. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I didn't know we could trees. choose like mystical trees. Now I'm thinking like, Mr. Mr. Mystical trees are like, on the board. Oh, they are? They yeah. are? Because that's a pretty good answer. You don't want to limit your personality. Yeah. I feel like my answer is so shallow now. I don't know. <laughs> go with it. Go with your gut. Yeah. Well, my very, very very initial reaction was just to say an oak because they live for a long time and they get to see a lot of things but my more like what I'm leaning a little more towards is something like a mesquite tree because they're just kind of like a pain in the ass most of the time if you live on a ranch Uh Um, but they're also really good for barbecue and I like food (laughs) that's a good answer (laughs) it's relatable yeah yeah well I think that's all the time we have well you didn't tell us what tree you are what, that's oh, not yeah. fair oh well a weeping willow of course I was going to say a whomping willow 
<laughs> Again, we're back on the mystical tree. <laughs> we're gonna have to be more specific with our questions for Caitlin from now on. Or I guess yeah, one of the ants, like the the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the walking Lord of the Rings trees. Because <laughs> that is my life made flesh. It feels like I'm just, oh god, damn, let's fucking say these hobbits again. These little bastards. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's probably what I'll go with. Okay. Weeping Willow. We'll stick with the real trees. Cause I'm, I know I put on this gruff demeanor, but I'm very sensitive. <laughs> there is a chewy caramel center in the middle of this hard outer shell. Are you hungry? I am. <laughs> I am. So uh, we'll sign off. We'll see you guys next time. Um, Kaylin, mm-hmm. uh, direct them to your YouTube page again. Uh, it is Katie Cat. Cat is spelled with a K and two T's. And there's a picture of me as Batgirl running down some stairs. Brittany? Uh, I guess I'm just going to direct people to my personal Facebook page right now because I keep changing the name of my documentaries. <laughs> so uh, it's just Brittany Miles on Facebook because I okay. don't do anything else. You don't? There's no B Miles Media website? There, there is a, so there is a B Miles <coughs> Media Facebook page. And there is a B Miles Media website, and it's just bmilesmedia.com. Um, but I haven't touched it in like maybe two and a half or three years, so it's all very old Got stuff it. on there. So probably just my Facebook page Got right it. now. Uh, upstartfilmworks.net, Upstart Film oh, on. Dead. Yeah, Upstart Film on all social media. All of it? Yeah. Well, Melhouse on Facebook, but. I don't know you I'm probably not going to add you because I've been burned that way before <laughs> um, but follow me on other stuff or just follow me on Facebook uh, and if you prove your worth then maybe I'll add you as a friend there's a uh, trial period uh, this will co- this will come out Monday so if you haven't watched the Game Face video already please do so I, it's, gonna, it's on my YouTube channel Upstart Film I think it's exclusive to brooklynvegan.com. They're who's putting it up as of, as I know of today, so that we're recording. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that that's who's going to put it up. Um, check it out. Hopefully you dig it. Uh, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.